Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser-known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg. Hey Ash, how are you today? Very well. Sure? Very well, just about. <laughs> well, what a change in the weather. Anybody in the UK or anybody outside the UK, we've had a few weeks of real hot for UK summer. And then it's been raining the last few days, which is rubbish. When you say rain, it's more like Noah's flood. Yeah. We're not too bad down here. I don't know you've had it, but Oh my god. We've I mean my office was flooded at work for three yeah. weeks. <laughs> I was working from home. Yeah. Um and then this weekend I saw two videos, one from the Kellogg's factory in yeah. Manchester. And that was just completely two meters flood inside. <laughs> and a video from B and Q supermarket. Well, B and Q store. In Chester, and that was it was just raining inside. It was just like torrential rain inside, and this person was recording, was walking around the whole store, and it was just everything was flooded. <laughs> Every single product in the store wow. was wet. Like it's just, and it was just like waterfall coming out the ceilings on every single part of the store. It just what a nightmare! Crazy, fun to not, watch. Not, yeah, not been too bad down here though. So. See, it's warmer and drier down south. <laughs> like the rain, rain up here. Driving home from working it as well on Saturday. Oh mm. my god! Like every car's just doing like thirty on the motorway, and every and just massive like puddles. Of shh. Yeah, I even recording on my dash cam because there's that traffic lights and this cars going like across the front of me, and you couldn't see the cars. Well, wow. because the spray was just like covering. Like the car, so I was like, yeah, I can't even see any of these cars, so put it on that set with dash cam to record it. It's just mad seeing it, and it's scary. So scary. As well. It was, mm. you couldn't see anything, it's just when the screen wipers going the fastest, yeah. and you couldn't see anything, and just massive, massive puddles. Wow, what a nightmare! But then in the day, it's like 30 degrees, yeah, yeah, we've had some mad brain. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so. Following on from Mad Rain, we are moving on to celebrities. And celebrities, this is so this is the second part of our celebrities with UFOs. Third. Third. Part three. Part three. Not part two. Uh it's only I've only said part two because it says it on the screen, but <laughs> there's part three below it. Yeah, it does. Um <laughs> Uh, so we're talking. This is part three of the celebrity episode, uh, where celebrities uh, we've got audio files of where celebrities have spoken about UFO encounters or their experience of UFOs, and it's been really interesting. Before, well, so like the first part, we would we listened to Robbie Williams, Tom DeLong. That was a big one, and obviously Tom DeLong has come further along now. On his UFO journey, that was from when he was like a kid, like yeah. in the early Blink days. 
Yeah, yeah. So he's come massively forward in terms of his um, beliefs and and pushing that. Um, then we had John Lennon, Muhammad Ali, etc. Even um, Spielberg, it, big on obviously with yeah. his films as well. And Kurt Russell was uh, a like a bonus one because he um, was one of the first people to report the the Phoenix Lights. Yeah. When we when I say Phoenix Lights, I was thinking to myself, don't say Phoenix Nights, don't say Phoenix Nights, <laughs> which is one of the funniest comedies come out of the UK ever. It's so funny, Ash. Don't shake your head. It's so it's funny. Not. It really I is. I love Peter Kay. I love yep. 90% of his stuff. Yeah. Phoenix Nights just is a hit and a miss. I just oh, I love, love it. it. And I Max and Paddy's Road to Nowhere. Paddy, all oh, that. I just, I, it's just Paddy McGuinness. I, don't, I, I just can't watch Paddy oh, McGuinness. Oh, honestly. It's so funny when they're the car share. So... Car share is the best thing Peter Kay's done, TV yeah. show wise. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, he's just the stand up stuff, but yeah, he's a legend. Phoenix um... I can't watch it. <laughs> and then we've had part two where we Dan Aykroyd was on there, Joe Rogan, which Dan Aykroyd also does Crystal Skull vodka, oh. which is nice. Yeah, yeah, got one of them bottles. Um, so yeah, we've we've been through a host of host of um celebrities. So we tend to do this like once a year. Yeah. First one was twenty twenty one, part two was last year, and now oh. we're on part three. It's <laughs> me <We> seeing mad. <laughs> like next year we'll find some well, more. But I think as the years are now going on, I think we're gonna what we've UAP disc I say disclosure, but the whole explosion of people coming forward and whistleblowers and like David Grush um, in particular, I suppose he's probably the the big, big one at the moment. Um, People like that. I think they're making UAPs and UFO experiences more mainstream. And a lot of these Um, are more recent than some of the ones we've seen. Yeah. I've seen like say more people are talking about it a bit more. Yeah, like we've the Daily Mail almost daily has reports of like there was one the other day about Avi Loeb, um, and just just stuff like that that a few years ago would never have made it to sort of like any of these news apps. So I think celebrities can see it now as a bit of a it's not so taboo as it as it was. Um, so we might get more and more recent experiences. And saying that, there's still like ones that we call in front of an audience. Mm-hmm. There's still that laughter. The host yeah. making a bit of a joke. Yeah, uh, which yeah. you're seeing from like some of these going back, like the Muhammad Ali stuff from the seventies, I think it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, where like, the audience is literally taking the piss out of him. Yeah. Uh, it's not quite as bad as that, but there's still like that that audience kind of do you think it is actually the audience or do you think it's the it's the producers of the show driving that narrative because i know when you look at those live shows they've always got somebody there sort of saying clap or applaud or or whatever so the audience are sort of semi-directed so i don't know if Mm. if some and then it becomes a bit of a sort of a um a mass thing like like a mass hysteria where some people start and then everybody else starts laughing 
don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, don't... it could be in some cases. I mean, sometimes the host who is like mm-hmm. a comedian type host. Yeah. Then they're trying to make it entertaining. I mean, trying to make it entertaining, aren't they? It's yeah, of course. It's it's, it's all like about a serious show. It's clicks, like a... clickbait yeah. for viewers, and but then you've got people like when they go on Joe Rogan and stuff. He's they genuinely. He's there to try and get the information out of people. He does, and he's come full circle. Just on a, on a note, he's got Joe Rogan investigates. I think you can still watch it on Netflix or something like that. And he he looks uh, goes to Skinwalker Ranch and he talks about chemtrails and all that, all that jazz. And he he was a staunch sort of disbeliever at one point. He sort of went all off the whole idea of UFOs, and then he's now sort of sucked back in as we we all are really now sucked, sucked up by a UFO. Yeah. That's a Friday night for you. Um <laughs> but I think it is gonna become more more acceptable to to put an experience out there because if you if you look at the um the indiscriminate way that there's abduction cases ufo sightings they can't you can't just because you're a celebrity celebrity sorry it doesn't mean that you're immune to seeing something weird in the sky or having a weird experience it it doesn't matter Hmm. but you've actually got a bigger platform to spread your word but like you say it's still a bit of a joke in the mainstream but i think we're slowly getting there we are, I think last in, in the last episode we had Sammy Hagar um, and he hadn't really spoken about it until he released his book, like his autobiography. And then he did quite a few press appearances based around his book and people asking him about the experience he had. So he's, but he took until his autobiography for him to, and after retiring to actually be like, yeah, I had yeah. Um, an experience. It's a, sh- it's a shame that they, they, they feel that they can't, say a lot of stuff whilst they're still sort of like prime and premium brand as such. They've got too much to lose, I think, still. Cool. So, some of these we're going to be playing. I mean, <laughs> I think um, like the last one, the first lot we did, I kind of had heard of all of them. Mm-hmm. They're quite named. The second one we did, I knew about half of them that I'd heard before. Yep. These ones, I'm literally not a clue. We have just discussed ones. discussed one of them and what program it used to be on back in the day, but yeah, look, I, I, I don't know that for the first one. Um, let, let, let's play this one. Like unusual name. I don't know if that's her real name. But I believe she's an actress, cool. and her name is January Jones. Sounds a bit like a porn name, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. <laughs> Uh, so she appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live a couple of years ago, uh, talking about her. And at the end of this, and there's another one later on, where also a bit of a bonus, talking about a bit more, something more paranormal stuff, as well as the, the UFO stuff. So I'll just play this one. <laughs> he, like, like, murder mysteries, aliens, like, he knew everything, and I just wanted that knowledge. Like, you, I are wanted... you into, like, aliens and stuff like that? Very much. Really? Yeah. Have you ever had a UFO sighting? Once. What happened? In Iowa. 
I of saw. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was at Field of Dreams. No, um, I was in a field actually, but. How old? Like 24. Okay. 22 to 24, and I saw a light in the sky and it went like a made a shape. Mm -hmm. And then and then it like went. A, it was it was definitely a spaceship. Well, it could have been a spaceship, I guess. Or a shooting star that just couldn't figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> a drunken shooting star. Were you like smoking or anything no, like that? No. No. Totally no. straight. Was I, anybody with you? Yes. No. No. <laughs> I mean, there was someone else in the car, and I was like, "What? Did you see that?" And he said, "No." Oh, but he didn't see it. I saw it. Oh, and, and I didn't did, imagine it. it was did real. he believe you that he that you saw it, or was he uh, skeptical? He said he did. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> but people say things all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's interesting. So you're in, are you into like other paranormal type of stuff? I'm into everything. I think that yeah, unsolved things. Even watching Shark Week this year, when they said that there was like that megalodon down there yeah. that ate the other great white. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> like, I need to know what did that. And it's killing me. <laughs> well, do, do you feel that? Do you feel like uh, you want them to remain unsolved, no, or I you need want to know. the solution? I don't care if anyone else knows. I just need to know. Like, I, I want to know what's down there <laughs> and what's up there. You should. The best way to find out is to run for president and win. Because if you run for president and you're president, you can look at any of that stuff. You don't think if our president knew that he wouldn't? Tweet it. I mean, he would tell. I don't think it's occurred to him because he knows that his name isn't in those files. If they put his name on the file, he'd be like, "What's this about me?" Maybe he's been. A it's not. It's UFO. It's not me. FO. That's why he doesn't read about. It. You see. So there's a couple of things I think there to. Yeah. To, to unwrap a little bit. Yeah. So this was recorded, obviously, when Donald Trump was about three years to... ago. This one, yeah. Um, the, so first of all, just addressing the the president thing, just because you're president doesn't mean you get access to everything. Hmm. Because you're only there for potentially four years, why would they let you know? You you don't need to know that stuff, especially that president. In yeah. Particular. That's it. They're hardly likely because I think they they got their fingers burnt a little bit with um, JFK because there was rumours that he was assassinated because he was going to go public with UFOs or whatever. So after that, why would you tell any any president who's got a worldwide audience and could, especially now with Donald Trump and Twitter and stuff like that, where people could Donald Trump's tweeting. He, what he thinks there and then with no filter. So I think to be fair, I don't yeah. I do kind of miss his tweets. Yeah. yeah. It's just so surreal and like the stuff he's shook tweeting. it up a bit. Like you think this is the president of the United States saying like we used to have them Twitter tweets about not uh King John on and yeah, you know, rocket man and all this stuff. Like, this is the president doing this. It's like, what is real life? Like, what the fuck yeah. is happening? I know it's mental. It's mental. So, January Jones, what do you think? I, 
I don't know what to think about that. That story was all over the place. Um, mm, was yeah, there I mean, anybody it's... with you? Yes, no. Oh, actually, yeah, there was somebody in the car and they didn't see it either or didn't see it. The first time it's at the start, it says she was in a field. Mm-hmm. That's in a car. What well, this means like it was she's in a car in a field, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but the way she described it is like like, like a satellite or like a star, but just moves, which, which mm-hmm. is a very common type of yeah. site where I think it's just a satellite and then all of a sudden it makes weird movements, so it can't be a satellite. Um, it's a good they, thing with satellites is they're linear. They just they might move orbit a tiny bit, but not enough for you to probably notice that. They just go in a straight line. And you're also trackable, so you can rule out straight away. Yep. Well, a lot of them. There's yep. that many up Definitely. there, but a lot of the time you can uh, rule out. Again, the audience laughing, led by Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Um, and there's quite a few been on Jimmy Kimmel talking about UFOs and stuff, but he still has the sort of joking one with the audience laughing. And when, when she mentioned the, the methadone or whatever it was, mm-hmm. yeah, the giant shark. The megalodon, yeah. Megalodon. There wasn't even like a prompt. Then the audience was laughing. Yeah. Anyway, like, this wasn't even like even a part to even laugh. So it's a bit. Yeah. It's... What mm. does that say about the audience or what does that say? I mean, I. I think that the sort of the audience of these types of programs is kind of low level Saturday night entertainment. And over here, you got the likes of Ant and Dex, Saturday Night Takeaway, and X Factor. Kind of, you just watch it. It's just easy to watch, very light and en- en- entertainment in yeah. brackets. Um, light entertainment, yeah, that's it. It's um, yeah, but it's it's a shame because. But then the thing is, we're, we're coming at it from um, a UFO community type position, whereas some people just don't believe in it anyway. So they're, they're, hard, they're hardly likely to use the platform they've got to dig a bit deeper for fear of ridicule as well. Mm. Yeah, and sure. it's like entertainment. It gets clicks. It gets laughs. People find it funny. So, and they generally probably uh, forget about it afterwards. Yeah, exactly. It's no brain TV, really. You just watch it. Being that's what I was and... trying to. Yeah, that's the word. That's kind of free. Yeah, you don't honest. have to think about it. I watch telly like that. It's like trash, not trash TV. Jimmy Kimmel wouldn't say it's trash TV, but it's it's that kind of you can just watch it. You don't have to think. You just get entertained so that was january jones um interesting one interesting one um i think we we can both agree that it wasn't maybe taken as seriously by the audience and jimmy kimmel as i suppose it's a bit of a a nothing that was don't say nothing sighted but yeah i saw something weird in the sky nobody else saw it and So the next one, this is going to be a bit more on the controversial side. This person has been been on some actual TV shows investigating this type of stuff and has come under a lot of scrutiny, has come under quite a lot of stick, and has also had well-publicised 
substance abuse personal issues, issues. personal issues yeah um so the next one is Demi Lovato singer former Disney actress and she appeared on the Caddy Clarkson show talking about some of her experiences and we'll just play this one have you ever had an experience I have never seen a an ET face to face, but I have seen a lot of weird things in the sky that can't be explained and even on the ground. Nope. Yes. <laughs> um, so, no, but you did hypnotherapy and I've always wanted to do it for like separate reasons, but like you, you did hypnotherapy to learn more about the encounter, right? Yes. Did you right. have a crazy experience doing it? I didn't have like a crazy experience doing it, but I think doing it for this, I did it for a crazy experience that I had. Yeah. Um, I had a, a night where I was dreaming and I say dreaming very loosely because I don't really know what happened, but I all of a sudden was in my room and, and I know I said, I, I, so I, I, I sound, I sound, <laughs> this is gonna sound so out there, but just bear with me. So I woke up in my room and there was like three beings. And then, and they, <laughs> they no. were like, do you wanna see your planet? And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> so, you were like, hell I yeah. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I like whooshed out of my room and was like hovering over the planet. And then all of a sudden they were like, you wanna see our planet? And I was like, Hell yeah! yeah. So, <laughs> then I whooshed to this like pink and purple planet that I've never seen, but... And then, and what? so that with the hypnotherapy, I was like trying to figure out what exactly that was. Was it like... I don't want to use the word abduction because that implies that it wasn't with consent. I was totally for it. You know what you I'm said saying? hell yes. So, <laughs> so I can't call it like an abduction. I called it an astral projection for a long time because I went somewhere else. Yeah. But then I realized maybe this was just an encounter that I had. Oh. A little less humour from the audience. We're all kind of laughing with her because they were just having a bit more yeah. fun chat with, yeah. with each other. And what's interesting about this one for me is that she did try and do like hypnotherapy or hypnoregression, mm-hmm. try and find out what yeah. her experience Well, she hasn't said. Well, she doesn't say. Well, she's like, I thought it was this, but wanted to find out what it was, what happened. So I did this rather than just saying this happened. She's trying to find out what happened to her. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's when they when they start with, I've never seen an ET face to face, and it's like, but that that just comes from that's what people assume these things are they're for extraterrestrial which they, they might be they might be um but i think we're down a bit further down the road than that now with what these things possibly could be interdimensional but it's still off world things but like you say definitely she's tried to to understand what happened to her she seemed pretty open with the experience as in when they said to her do you want to essentially come with us and she's like hell yeah mm-hmm. whereas some people will and we've spoken to people i have like this terrifying experience yeah so, and like you talk about like kind of etl beings but in this experience she did sort of get taken to another planet 
it's going to lead to it being yeah. maybe it is a different planet and it is yep. aliens from outer space. Yeah, effect. of course. And I suppose you, if you don't see where you've gone, then that that's a reasonable assumption, isn't it? Hmm. But yeah, I like that one. I mean, she, the challenge we've got is that over the last few years, she has had personal issues mentally um, and with drugs, like strong drugs, heroin and stuff. Um, did this happen while she was mm. intoxicated? Who knows? But she, mm. she definitely sounds open to the experience like i said she seems open to it she doesn't seem like it was a scary thing for her or and whatnot mm. so if... like there is a mixture like saying sometimes it's like a harrowing traumatic mm. experience and what other people do say they're, they're, they're friendly they yep. do want to show us they're giving us messages they're trying to help humanity yeah but, i mean if it is different, could be different races like a lot of people talk about and some are bad some are good yeah, these are the good ones that came to her. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, uh, I like that one. It was an interesting one. I like that. And again, who knows what these people, any person, when they're sharing their experience, unless you've been that person, you can never know what experience they've had. So, who's to say she's making it up? Didn't sound like it. For sure. For sure. This next oh. one, mm. um, the one I don't know if it's a real name or or what. Is Post Malone, Post, that's his. Post that's Malone. His, Post Malone's a legend. He's a singer. Um, tattoos all over his face. Yeah, on the video he's got tattoos on. He's a bit, a bit of an odd guy, but doesn't take away from the fact that he's he's. I've I've heard him on this particular show actually uh on joe rogan and yeah he's, a, he's an interesting guy to listen to and he he seems switched on he doesn't Fair so, yeah i don't think yeah. that's his real name but daniel jones and i got post malone post malone um, yeah on like i say on the joe rogan experience and let's play the file <laughs> The Joe Rogan experience. Pretty weird here. The spike, they think, it's, it's hard to tell because sometimes when people talk about UFOs, a bunch of other people hallucinate or lie. Like there's a lot of that. Right. So every time there's a real legit UFO, right. you get a bunch of nut, just nut cases who just want to tell crazy shit right. about being taken aboard ships. I, I mean, I, you've seen I never. UFO? Yeah. What'd you I, say? What'd it look like? I was in, I was probably 16. I was at, in upstate New York, and uh, it would just stay there. So I, whoa, let me precursor this. My aunt and uncle were very strict, and we had to go to bed at a very strict deadline, probably 10 p.m. And I was looking out the window with my cousin, and it's just a light that just stays there and then just fucking goes off. I mean, you, it just, whew, you can't explain it. Well, if you're seven, you're seventeen at the time. Sixteen. Sixteen. How? Uh, Probably. How strong is this memory when you're like looking at it? When you're trying to remember it. Medium. Medium. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, but I mean, there's sure, something there. For sure something took off and did something that didn't make sense to you. For sure. Mm. And then in Utah, I mean, there's shit happens all the time. I mean, even here in L.A., I can't tell you how many times, because I used to live in Tarzana. So uh, there was, like, a balcony here, and it looked kind of like... It sounds corny, but like a classic like force field. Whenever you think of a force field, and it just kind of goes like this, and it's kind of like a dome mm -hmm. in a circular shape, mm -hmm. and it just goes like this and goes back in. Whoa. In Tarzana, <laughs> looking down at the fucking city, and I'm like, how did no one else see this? They might have. But I was there with like fucking four other people, and they saw it too. Just in what like about what well, well, I thought was fairly interesting because I, I know you listen to Joe Rogan. I've only listened to it on when we do these episodes. Yeah. Seems like quite a lot of UFO people on. Is that where we sort of saying how old he was? Asking about like we've been in memory and we talked about memory before where it's not always correct what you think yeah. and remember isn't actually what happens. And he's kind of asking that to um post Malone saying how strong is the memory? How much is it like things? So asking the question, he's like, yeah. medium. So you're not like totally confident that that was the memory. And um, but there's like obviously still a memory there, but maybe he's yeah. thinking it was a long time ago. Yeah, he's. I think the good thing is with Joe Rogan. I know he's very divisive. A lot of people don't like him, but he has had those conversations with experiences. He's spoken to Bob Lazar, Jeremy Corbell again. Some people do or don't like him, but the kind the caliber of people that he speaks to who are switched on and he does ask some decent questions. Um, he doesn't just take it all at face value. He does, he does push a little bit. And like you say, he's asking how strong's the memory, that kind of thing. Post Malone, just for the record, his name is Austin Richard Post. That is his real name. Um yeah, I I've listened to that interview as a whole anyway, because I, I think Post Malone's quite an interesting guy. Uh, very, he, said, he comes across very genuine, and he said he saw that with four other people um, over LA. People must have seen it. But I think sometimes people are so busy looking down that they don't look up. Or they look up, but they just don't see. And that's the, the thing. Yeah, I think about places like LA as well, how much light pollution there would be in the big densely populated kind of areas in yeah in America. It seems like he's had a couple of experiences. Mm -hmm. Um I'm talked about in just like a matter of fact. Yeah. I saw this now sixteen. I saw this years later in LA. Yeah. And just like talk about it as if, yeah, it's just it's a real thing that people see. Uh, it'd be interesting to it'd be interesting to talk say to him and see if he remembers any earlier memories because i know some people like some people like me on normal people don't necessarily have any kind of experience and then other people seem to have multiple ones mm -hmm. so it could be that they were just showing themselves to him be. but yeah very matter of fact didn't come it didn't seem like he was bullshitting Again, you don't know, but interesting character, nice guy.
Yeah, seems right on the on the interview. Yeah. So the next one, something a little bit different, uh, because I couldn't get the audio. But this one, somebody's going to read this guy's kind of statement uh, okay. about it, and this is from. I think it's the first time we've had like a religious aspect to it, because this is the Reverend Richard Coles. It's interesting because I was just googling to see who this was, because and then it come up just as you said, the Reverend, and it's exactly. <laughs> Who's just come up on my screen? Oh, you can't see them, but there he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so cool. he is a I think he was a pop star. He was in a pop group called Communards. No. Uh, before was he? Yeah. That's a genuine a... shock here. I did not realise he was in the Communards. That's be some sort of celebrity aspect to him to uh he is a celebrity. Episode. He is a celebrity yeah, in his own right. As a reverend, no, he he's a TV personality. He's been on. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's been on. Um, oh, he's so famous, I don't know. But he has been on loads of TV programs. He's a host of BBC Four's um, Saturday Live program. He's a regular on QI. Would I lie to you? Have I got news for you? Um, yeah, he's. He is a, a bit of a celebrity. Oh. I did not realise he was in the communards, and I've just had a look on it now. It's got here, uh, because, before becoming a clergyman, he's in a pop group, the communards, best known for their hits, Don't Leave Me This Way and Never Can Say Goodbye. Is that the Don't Leave Me, leave this, me way? this Way? Is that the one? Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I know that. With Jimmy Somerville. Jimmy Somerville. Jimmy Somerville was the guy who, the lead singer who always hits the high notes. Amazing voice on the guy, and if you grew up in the eighties, which you almost nope. did, nope. no, no. <laughs> what year were you born again? Eighty-seven. But <laughs> now, okay. Um, <laughs> I remember. Don't leave me this way, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that I can't hear the high notes. I can't hear any note. <laughs> Not in tune, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, he's he is. Famous in his own right. That's good, I didn't know that. Um, oh. Yeah. So, Reverend Richard Coles. Yeah. He saw something I couldn't explain over this, in the sky over Daventry in the UK. And it says it was in 1977. My friend Candy and I saw a flying saucer near Daventry. And I swear, I looked out the window, we both saw it. It was at night, and we saw a flying saucer flying along. Absolutely a flying saucer. And I thought, blimey. And then it went away, and I thought, did I really see that? And we had that conversation between ourselves. And over the years, I realised that the flying saucer was like the flying saucer in the film Space 1999. So I'm thinking, whatever I saw, my mind constructed it as something familiar. A flying saucer from space, nineteen ninety nine. Interestingly, I've noticed when I've been to see people who said they've been haunted, what they describe is something they've seen in a film. It's like a frame of reference. Sometimes think that maybe in the future, when the vast expanse of the universe comes accessible, that they'll find something, but it'll be more like Kettering than an alien world. 
so a little bit of humor in there. Uh, but really yeah. interesting is he's making these references, saying that his mind made it something familiar, something he knew as a frame reference. That's something we talked about the screen memories. Yep. Things where the mind trying to comprehend if it's seen something it can't figure out, it's trying to fill the gaps and it gives you something you you, you can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's only like a small bit of um segment, but I thought that was interesting where he's talking about that aspect of the whole UFO thing. Yeah. Um yeah, I did like that. Um the the other bit that's interesting is because he's a man of the cloth, mm-hmm. um, and obviously He's a reverend. Um, the fact that he talks about in the future that we might get disclosure, basically. Um, it's an interesting take from somebody from a point of religion reference because we've always talked about the fact that if it was found that we we aren't the only things in the universe... I don't believe we are. Um, that that kind of goes against a lot of what religion is made up of. So it be it would be it's an interesting take from someone from that point of view. I think that's what I'm trying to say. But he seems a nice guy. He's a genuine guy when he talks. He's a, a serious guy. He's not a hmm. he's not a comedian. Um. But yeah, it's uh, like that. So be more like caring. That's something to look forward to. Um, what do you think? Do you do you believe what he's saying? Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like he's. It's something that he saw when he was younger, mm-hmm. and he's always kind of thought about it. Where so like over the years, kind of thought back to it and thought what it could have been, and yeah. making these references and thinking about other aspects, like talking about hauntings. Seeing how that could be a similar thing where your mind makes it seem something that you've seen in a film just to fill the gap. That might be why when kind of when big films come out, especially in the eighties and stuff, it's like a spike yeah. in reports. It could be because it's on your mind. You are seeing something unusual, but your mind's filling it in with that recent image that you've had from close yeah. encounters or whatever that's been out. So yeah. there's that little spike. Um, yeah, sightings and stuff, which definitely yeah, makes makes sense, really. For me. Yeah, it does make sense, and it's quite a logical way of looking at it as well, because it's one of the few celebrities that we've listened to where they've kind of rationalised what they've seen that it might not have been what they saw, but that's what their mind interpreted the scene, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah, interesting. Yep. Back to proper audio files. This is radio presenter Johnny Vaughan. Legend. He was on the Lorraine show, which is a daytime talk show in the UK. And obviously just talking about his experience, which I will play now. And Johnny is here. Like we say, it's major talking point all of the time. It divides the conversation. But half of us believe in aliens in the UK. 7% of people believe in they have seen a UFO themselves, and you are in that 7%. Yes. Well, yes, I've seen something I can't explain. The thing is, is I think if you ask most people, like more than 50%, if they believe 
in aliens. And this is, this is kind of a, a paradox, uh, uh, something that appears a contradiction, but actually makes sense. Just to, uh, and the paradox is, if you speak to most people, they'll say yes, mm. they believe in aliens, and that's not crazy. People say, yeah, I, I, I believe there's aliens. Yeah, there's but something. If someone says they've actually got proof of aliens, people are like, <laughs> yeah. And that's quite a weird thing that, that, that it's fine. You to want to believe, believe, but you don't. You no, don't it's want fine the proof. to believe in something until there's evidence. Yes. And you, it's very hard to find a sort of another example of that outside religion where people mm. sort of believe in some kind of higher power. But if someone says, yeah, I've spoken to Jesus, people are like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I had a strange experience which, which I'm not lying about, neither the other. Two of my friends. Yes, because you were car. with friends, which I yes. think is the crucial part right. of the story. Because a lot of people go, "I saw it," but no one else did. No one else did. Yeah. So I know I'm not a liar. So the podcast really has the starting point that these people are not liars. So they believe what they've seen. That's the most important thing. They believe it, and I just wanted to really give them, you know, a, a kind of platform to tell their truth, and that's it really. Mm. Uh, and I do. I don't pick it apart in a cynical way. I, I try and pursue them. I think you, you've, you've, you've heard the I have, first one. I have, and actually, I, I love the fact that you really do. I, I listened to, it was a gentleman called Dan Boskill who, who believes that he, he saw his future self, actually, yes. as a seven-year-old yeah. little boy, and he's had other encounters since it. Yeah. Um, but he kept saying, well, you know what I mean. And you said, no, but I don't know what I don't you know mean. What you mean. No, and you kept no. pulling him on certain things, which well, is with, what, with Dan as the listener, you want to ask those <laughs> yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, right. With Dan particularly, he shared a room with his brother and he didn't tell his brother in the morning and you're thinking well why didn't you but the thing is it goes back to this thing of, uh, of why we're so we are skeptical of these people and and why we we sort of think they must be lying but but you sort of think as a seven-year-old what you're going to really convince yourself i'm going to lie for the rest of my life yes i know i'm going to start lying i've seen i've seen aliens mm. i'm going to start lying I, I just don't think kind of people do that particularly mm. well just to go back to your encounter what did you see well, I was driving in a car, and we were coming back from uh, an away football game. There was, there was three of us in the car, and we hit uh, a traffic jam on the M1. And um, I, was, I was in the passenger seat, and uh, I was just sort of looking out the window, you know, just beyond the hard shoulder. I don't know what it's called. I call it the green sleeve, uh, beyond the hard shoulder. But it's, you know, sort of area of... And I was just sort of looking while we were going along, and suddenly I just saw this kind of... this sort of bright light, like a... Um, like about the size of a dustbin lid, kind of made of light. And it was sort of swooping around, sort of like this, just sort of moving. And then it sort of went right up, right up. And, then, and it had light coming off it in all directions. And this is about 7 o'clock, kind of uh, late spring, early summer evening. So kind of dusk, period between sunset and, mm -hmm. and darkness. And then suddenly it just went BAM! And it just shot off like the fastest thing I've, I've, I've ever seen. And, and I... I sort of turned around to my mate Ben, who's, who we talk to in the... I, we do a sort of a, a bonus episode discussing it. And I, get, I, don't, I mean, I won't repeat, because the language at this point was pretty... Colourful. ..was pretty strong. <laughs> I said, you... Did you see that? And he said... And then my friend Mick, who was in the back, just goes, Did you see... Did you... When we were looking at each other, it was just crazy. And we, we don't really talk about it that much, but when we, when we do, it's quite spooky. Mm. We're like, do you remember that thing? We go... <laughs> <laughs> and do you think and all the other cars used to talk about like, like I a don't traffic know. jam? Perhaps you perhaps wonder. Perhaps, yeah, good point. So I've never thought about that. Exactly. Oh, weird. We yeah. Just, I just thought That's about it. Well, maybe, maybe there could be someone yeah. watching this have morning you, that was in a seen, car have you there. Never seen anything. Wow. That's super interesting. Mm. Again, it was some of that. It was an experience from when he was a kid.
I think he was seven years old. Um, and he saw it with his mates and all people in the car, and like they still talk about it kind of today. They still think, Oh, I remember that time we saw that, and they get something that stuck with him his, his whole life. Interesting that he talks about this this boy who saw something, then the next day didn't tell his brother. And you, we hear a lot about that, where people have these experiences and then everything's normal afterwards. So we spoke to, like, Sasha Christie and her experience, a profound experience, and then they sort of carry on with the evening as though nothing's happened. Mm. Ryan Sprague also talks about the fact when he had his experience and his dad was there and then they they sort of carried on. People just seem to just, they have this experience and just, it, it's mm. not. And interestingly, he talked about the fact that when he was in that car and him and his mate saw it all, that they hadn't even thought about other people in the traffic jam seeing it. It was just that they were so consumed with it being their experience. Hmm. What you say there about going back to normal? I mean, my own sighting, which obviously I've talked about many times, is that there's, mm-hmm. there's a group of us adults, kids, all saw it, all were like, what the hell is that? And then everyone just went back to normal. And I've spent my whole life to change the course of my life to be doing all this. Yeah. But they, they probably, I mean, I've not watched any of them for years, but would they even remember remember it? Uh, it's it's, it's a strange about. thing, isn't it? It's a very personal experience as to how it affects people. So when people say, "Well, you must, you must have, you can't have just gone back to normal afterwards," it it just doesn't seem right that you've seen this like world and life changing thing. But everybody's different, and the profoundness of it is probably your brain just going right. We'll just go back to normal. Nothing to see here type job. And we crack on. And I think for some people mm. they do. It just it's it was just something that happened and it it was so profound that it it becomes your brain just goes, No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. He articulated a lot of that stuff very well. I was I'm gonna have to check out his podcast now. Mm. Yeah, so for a bit of context, the, the boy he talks about in the um in the middle bit, he has his own alien abduction podcast, and that was his first episode it features that that boy sharing that yeah. experience with his brother. Well I didn't tell his brother the next day. Um yeah, it's uh, I'll listen to that as well. Johnny yeah, Moore. it was he was he was he was right about the fact that people say it's definitely over fifty percent of people believe in aliens but as soon as you say i've got photographs they go fucking don't don't be stupid and it's like but you believe the fact that there is a there is the the possibility of aliens you go yeah 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 so that was that was quite interesting they go yeah most people believe i think yeah and, and it's like mentioned the similarity to religion where so many millions of people well billions probably mm. Have this belief, but then if someone says, "Oh, just a message from God," or I've just had this come across, and mm-hmm. people don't get believed, but is that where you believe it? 
but yeah. we don't believe that. It's just like which way do you draw the line on? On on believing it, it's just a yeah, good comparison. Yeah. Moving on, another Joe Rogan experience episode, and this is Harry Mandel, who is presenter, comedian type person from America. And yeah, like I say, he was on Joe Rogan. Let's bring this up. I've seen a UFO. But when, have you really? Yeah. What'd you see? I saw, and I was with my wife, and it was right there. I was driving. I was in Toronto. I'm, I'm from Toronto, Canada. I was in my 20s, and we were driving down a country road, and I thought, oh, my God, there's a giant accident way up ahead because I saw this this line of uh, like a half a mile wide of all these flashing lights. So I thought there was a, like a lineup of ambulances or you know first responders or whatever. And as I got closer and closer that whole line of lights quicker than I can fathom just shot into the sky and disappeared. And I turned to my wife and I go, did, did you, I saw something. Did you see something? She goes, the lights. And I go, yeah. And we've never seen anything since we went, uh, this is way before the internet, but we called the airport. We did, we called uh, the military. Has there been any reports? We didn't see anything on the news, but we both saw it. What could you ex describe the lights? A, a, a straight line of lights that looked like they were probably, you know, uh, a quarter of a mile wide, you know, like it was, it was, this was a giant line of lights. So I thought there was all cars lined up, you know, on, on a road. We were in a, there was no street lights or anything. It was about, when I realized what it was, it was probably about 30 or 40 feet above the road. You know, when, when I think about where I first saw the lights, they couldn't be on top of a car because there's no car that, that stands yeah. that high or trucks or a train. And then the point was that how fast that I saw the, the how quickly I saw this line of lights just shoot into the atmosphere and disappear. Like I've never seen anything move that at that velocity. How fat, far away was it when you when it shot away? See, because I, it was night, it could have been ten miles. It could have been one mile. I don't know how big it was because I didn't actually see the object. I saw mm. a line of lights, right. so I don't know how far I was from the lights. But I do know if you called my wife right now, she would describe the exact same thing. She was sitting in the car with me. Mm. We're both not, you know, UFO enthusiasts. We, I don't know that I didn't have a non-belief. I just just never thought of it we saw this weird thing that has never been explained to us i think it would be ignorant of me to not think that this was something beyond our scope as far as what we have on mm. earth so i've seen that and i've read a lot like you have of other people who are seemingly trustworthy educated people who have seen similar things who've had it's not always just the the kook in the cornfield said uh, you know i saw a ufo it, there are people in science educated yes. people who have seen it so fighter why, pilots fighter pilots yeah. uh, uh, commercial uh, commercial pilots joe rogan does a good job with the questions mm. and lets them talk about it like properly with rather than having have the audience laugh in the background and and that sort of stuff yeah I think with long because he does long form interviews, so some of his are like three hours long, pretend mm -hmm. like depending on the guest. 
it gives the opportunity for him to just sit back and let them tell their story rather than a five minute segment on a TV show where somebody's mm. right. Tell me what happened. Tell me what happened. Tell me what happened. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. True. He, and he, he asks lots of open questions to, to just let the person then talk, which is interesting. It was interesting as well that this guy said, tried to like say, okay, it couldn't be lights on a car, couldn't be lights on a train and the speed it shot off. But, I don't know how big it was, so I don't know how far away it was, which is good. So he's trying to rationalize sort of where and what size it was, how far that it's like he said, it could have been 10 miles, it could have been one mile. And that's the thing with night um, night sightings is the when you're looking up at night, you've got no real frame of reference as to where these things are so it's interesting that he sort of puts that in rather than just saying i saw a light in the sky and it shot off he he was trying to think about it as well he's a intelligent guy mm-hmm. uh or everything i've seen him in he's like a only i've seen him sort of being like a comedian type guy but it seemed genuine and again just talks about it matter of factly like and like it says about it's not just cuckoo people that see this stuff. It's scientists, pilots, everyday people like like himself that are seeing stuff. And it's good that a lot of people are going on or shows like Joe Rogan to talk about. So I I didn't I didn't, obviously I didn't know how Mandela had a UFO sighting until I was doing research for this episode and. Uh, that's that's like pretty cool. Like all these names. Like the first time we did this, this type of episode kind of struggled to get that many yeah then did part two did like 10 11 in part two then we did another load on this one so it's uh pretty that like i said at the start at the start there seems to be a lot more mm. now coming out and more recent people like popular now people yeah that talk about people it. yeah because the first one, Muhammad Ali, there's a lot of people who wouldn't even know who Muhammad Ali is. They probably heard his name. But the younger generation, of which I'm not, um, <laughs> a lot of people will know who Demi Lovato is, Post Malone. They're kind of relevant pop figures. And, and uh, I mean pop as in popular culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, so... I'm not that old and I don't know most of these people in this. Episode apart from Demi Lovato and I know four Mandel, of these people. I think, yeah, four of these people. So I mean, I'm hip and cool. <laughs> so no, that, so this wraps up the episode for some celebrities see UFOs part three. However, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you do have another bit of content on their extended version of this episode where we have Harry Mandel again, but this time it's on his podcast called Harry Mandel Does Stuff, where he's got wrestler Chris Jericho on his show talking about his UFO experience. Awesome. So if you want to listen to that, make sure you sign up for our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash pursuit of the paranormal podcast yeah so it's been a wonderful 
wonderful uh, journey again, Ash. So very interesting to see these people and like you say, more relevant people to nowadays. Um, and all sound quite articulate in what they've experienced. Mm. So that's that's been a, a breath of fresh air. So yeah, no, I've enjoyed that. Enjoyed listening to these. Um enjoyed popular episodes as well. Yeah, yeah. It is it is interesting just to see how it like I mentioned that it affects everybody. It's, it doesn't just pick rich people or poor people. It it could be anybody that has an experience. So definitely. Definitely. Cool. Well, yeah, nice one. And we shall see you next time. Or if you're on Patreon, we'll see you in a minute. Yep. <laughs> Pursuit of the Paranormal with Ash and Greg.